1: listening to the pastor scott show podcast have any questions or comments email pastor scott now at pastor scott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m and now here's pastor scott Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Welcome to Hour 2 of the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557, 528 2557 Good to be with you as it is each and every day from 3 to 5. Hey, you know, one of the things I think when we talk about what we do in our program is talk about the issues of the day and we look at them from a Christian perspective Um and that takes us maybe down a different road than the specific, you know, politics of a particular issue sometimes. One of the things though that I look for in people who are in leadership anywhere is are they willing to criticize their own, you know, are you willing to actually say because and I think it has a lot to do with credibility. Right. It's it's easy to point the finger at someone else. But if you're doing the same thing or you're doing something you know similar, well, then it makes you a hypocrite or it makes you lose credibility. And I think that our politics, as well as anything in our personal lives, is just better when we do what Jesus says, when we take the log out of our own eye. And uh, so we can see clearly enough to take the speck out of our neighbor's eye. And uh, I think that matters. You know, the context is Matthew 7, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, and don't judge or you too will be judged. They always stop there, right? But you got to be in the context of it. And there's an Old Testament context with that. There's a whole lot built into that to what it really means. But the next part is, for in the same way you judge others, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye, Jesus says? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly enough to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Uh, That's a great passage, right? And I think it works. You know, anything, a uh, pastor friend of mine, uh, Pastor Glenn, who might be listening, but he likes to say, Jesus was right about everything. And I love that part. And he is, he's right about this. And it's not just in our interpersonal relationships with each other. I think this matters too, even in our politics or uh, even in our companies, other things, that we have to take a look at ourselves. It doesn't mean that the other person is right or righteous or that, you know, if you were to, you know put a scale on, you know, what is the worst behavior? Do you just go after the worst of the worst first, or do you have to take a look at other things first? Well, you know, you got to take a look at yourself first. So yesterday on the program, we talked about uh, Democratic Senator Senator Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, who gave a pretty good speech. I put it on our social media at Pastor Scott Show. Pretty good speech about anti-Semitism and the history of it. And uh, for the most part, he called out his own side because of a lot of the things that are going today. And you know, I thought that's that's what is necessary. He has a lot more credibility because I've, I've heard some people. You know, try to say that all these protests and stuff are a bunch of right wingers, and they're not. There are right wing uh, neo Nazis and white supremacists and people like that, but for the most part, that's not what we're talking about in all these protests and uh, Christmas tree uh, demonstrations that we're uh, seeing right now, or destroying the Christmas tree demonstrations. And it was good for him to do that. I think it, it, uh, you know, I don't agree with Chuck Schumer on very much. Um, but I think that it is good and it would be good for our country and good for all of us if we would take some time to uh, criticize our own. So uh, when it's necessary, Uh the Republicans have been dealing with that because of George Santos. You know who that is, Congressman George Santos? He's the congressman from New York, and uh, he is uh, a whole lot of stuff that he is accused of. And the question has been, and it's pretty bad, uh what he ultimately is accused of. Uh, and the Congress, maybe they've done it already. I haven't seen it, but uh, they're probably going to remove him, kick him out. There's controversy with that because you want to be very careful about, uh, and he's a Republican, okay, Republican from New York. Republicans run the Congress. So the Republicans are the ones who make the decision ultimately about whether or not they will allow a vote to come to expel a member of Congress. But, When you think about it, if you're going to do that, expelling somebody who votes for your side, and in particular in this case, he will very likely be replaced by a Democrat. Uh, He won his election in 2022. Um, Most of the country did not have their red wave, if you remember, people were talking about that. But Florida and New York did. And uh, he won in a district that's highly Democratic, typically. Now, it could be the Republicans would elect somebody, but I don't think so. Most people think, well, in fact, uh, Democrat, uh, I think the governor will appoint someone and then there'll be an election pretty fast. So the Republicans, who only have a five-vote lead, will lose – well, that will go down to four uh, because of that. And so there has been you know, controversy about whether or not they do it politically because they'll lose some power. Or whether or not they do it, because there's legitimate questions about: Does should Congress remove their own, um, or should they just leave that up to the voters? Like, how corrupt do you have to be, you know? How much of a moron do you have to be um, for Congress to say, actually, we're going to invalidate what the voters did and kick you out? It's a huge deal, really, right? To do that. So what has happened is that they have. The House of Representatives have not – they voted twice to kick him out, but they didn't kick him out. In fact, uh, some Democrats and some Republicans said, no, it's not time to kick him out. However, a bipartisan ethics committee got together and uh, created a report. Okay, And if you look at the findings, uh, it's super bad. So he's accused of a lot of fraud, including – his own life. So this is what the findings say in part. It says, Representative Santos' congressional campaigns were built around his backstory as a successful man of means, a grandson of Holocaust survivors, a graduate from Baruch College with a master's degree in business administration from New York University, who went on to work at Citigroup and Goldman Sachs, owned multiple properties, and was the beneficiary of a family trust worth millions of dollars left by his mother, who passed years after the 9-11 terrorist attacks as a result of long-term health effects related to being at one of the towers. Here's the next line. No part of that backstory has been found to be true. So you remember this guy, like everything he said about himself, it just doesn't look like it's true. And uh, they couldn't find, you know, none of that is true. And then it goes through why it's not true. And there's a whole lot of stuff. But then there's a whole lot of taking money from his campaign. He took like eighty thousand dollars and he spent it on uh, porn sites and a lot of other person Botox injections and that kind of stuff. You know, so you've got to ask the question at what point um when you clearly have defrauded voters and uh you clearly are um represent now that you're caught you're still in a place where you're voting on legislation and supposedly representing the people at what point do you just have to go he probably ought to resign um but he's not going to do that here's some of what uh, George Santos said as they are now getting ready to vote uh to remove him and they probably will this time because some of the people both democrats and republicans who felt like it was premature previously, now that this report has come out. Now, he hasn't been convicted of anything. So that's part of the remaining controversy is that when somebody is accused of a crime, um, do you is it violating the principle of innocent until proven guilty if you take action against that person when uh, nothing has actually been adjudicated in a court of law? Um, he's probably not going to go to, to uh, prison or maybe even get charged with lying about himself, right? So there's he might, some of it. But I think that they're probably going to remove him. Here's some of what he had to say.
3: We are due to go for round three of expulsion of Congressman George Santos from NY3. Um, I, I think we can all look back and say uh, this is not how at least I thought this year would go. I don't think this is how most of people in the media would think uh, this year would go. And uh, it's just uh, an unfortunate circumstance that I have to sit here and watch the American people waste Uh, Congress wastes the American people's time over and over again on something that is the power of the people, not the power of Congress, which is to remove and elect to elect and remove members of Congress.
2: So he's going to make the argument that the Congress shouldn't do this. It's not a it's not a terrible argument. Um, My view is that he should be removed at this point. Um, I'm sensitive of that because the danger is, is that pretty soon you just start removing people you don't like. You conjure up some sort of um, bad thing, or you'll find the bad thing that maybe they did at one point, you know, he cheated on an exam while he was in high school and uh, got caught. And maybe we should kick him out of Congress, you know, for that. And you can see where this would get really bad, right? Especially if you're kicking out somebody from the other party, right? You're the party in power. And if you use that power to remove people from the other party, because you don't like how they're going to vote. Uh, then it's bad. See, this is part of why I think taking the log out of your own eye is a great principle, because in this case, the Republicans lose power, most likely, by doing this. So I don't think it'll be that controversial, right? It would be huge if he was a Democrat. You know, how do, it, it would be harder. Uh, Congressman Matt Gates was making this comparison on this
0: subject. Whatever Mr. Santos did with Botox or OnlyFans is far less concerning to me than the indictment against Senator Menendez, who's holding gold bars inscribed with Arabic on them from Egypt, while he is still getting classified briefings today. But he's not getting thrown out of the Senate. He's getting classified briefings under indictment for bribery. But what? Because what, Santos was, was buying Botox and OnlyFans, we got to throw him out?
2: Now, see, he makes a point that I think is probably legit that the uh, Senator Menendez stuff might be worse for the uh, american people but the thing is is that that's in another house it's the democrats who would need to throw him out as they're in control over there and my point is this really is how do the republicans uh how do the republicans say we want to charge other people with things in the other party if they won't take care of their own see it it matters a lot it is a uh It's something that – and the whole thing is is huge once again because even in the Senate, even with what Senator Menendez is accused of, it's in the courts. It's very serious. There is a question I think just of I should – even though I'm accused of these things, maybe I should resign. But some people would say, no, you shouldn't, right, because he says it's false accusations. And if it's false, you definitely should not resign. You know, I think you have to fight that out. And I think people have to let them do it. What do you think about these things? 888-528-2557. For me, I think that um, when the party is taking action upon its own, it speaks a lot better uh, for other things that party might want to do. 888-528-2557. David in Culver City, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thanks for
3: taking my call again, Pastor Scott. Always.
2: Appreciate... It's always a pleasure, David. You know,
3: I didn't... I admire you uh, Pastor Scott, that you do take calls that disagree with you absolutely that's admirable
2: sometimes I move them to the top of the list secrets to be known
3: okay well no I mean I admire that about you anyhow, the difference between Menendez and Santos incidentally is Santos committed ethics violations, not crimes necessarily though he's being charged with yeah, crimes.
2: he's being charged but so, you're right it's a it's a huge deal he should go.
3: Menendez is being charged with crimes. Yeah, I think he should probably be expelled too. But uh, you know, yeah. as it may. Right. Um, my second point is: think of the Republicans. What they did to Liz Cheney for almost no cause, other than she opposed Trump and opposed some of the nonsense that was going on. They removed her from her uh, committee assignments. Uh, you know, they basically relegated her to. to no representation at all of doing anything in congress Mm -hmm. the republicans have punished their own for for much less reason than santos
2: well and i Um, think that's part of my point right is that they they don't have credibility in my opinion if they don't deal with santos with anything else and the cheney stuff's a lot more political it's not the same thing that santos is accused of. i
3: agree but no, I agree, but she was punished for, for having a different political opinion. Do you think that's a good reason for punishing somebody?
2: No, but I think that's – I do think – I don't, but I think it's politics. I think okay. that happens all the time.
3: No, no, no. We just okay.
2: don't always hear about it.
3: Thirdly, just one small point. Um, I, I disagree, of course, with the Oakland City Council, and I disagree with all the support for Hamas. However, sticks and stones – you know, words don't do much – but if you think of the right-wing extre- anti-Semitic extremism that's killed people in synagogues, that's killed people in restaurants, I mean, there's been a, more, a lot more lethal right-wing anti-Semitism than verbal anti-Semitism. So. You know, I think both there's anti-Semitism on both sides.
2: Yeah, we did it. We did a show on the right-wing stuff, uh, kind of at the beginning of all this crisis. It matters, but the the current subject for yesterday was the left-wing stuff and uh, Senator Schumer's comments, which I thought were pretty good. Did you watch those?
3: You know, I like President Schumer. Uh, I like <laughs> Sen- Senator Schumer. No, he's very smart. I think he's highly intelligent. He went to Harvard. He was a cum laude graduate. And he's a very smart guy, definitely. No. Even well, though you don't agree with his politics. I don't, he's but I think smart. he did the right thing sure. yesterday.
4: So look, hey, he did the
3: right thing. And yeah. I do think I do think your jab at Biden for not giving that speech. I don't know. Schumer's a better orator than Biden, definitely.
2: Well for sure. Now, I think anyway, all right. Exactly well thank you, David. Politics. I appreciate it very much. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Rick in Mar Vista. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
4: Hi, how you doing? I'm
2: good, Rick. How are you? Pretty good. Go ahead.
4: Uh, uh, well, I thought George Soros, uh, I mean... Santos. I'm oh, sorry, Santos. Uh, Santos, everything he says is a lie. You're doing the voters a favor by kicking him out because, yes, the voters voted him in, but they voted him based on, on, on what he was saying. And if, right. if it, we've already proven that everything that he says is a lie. I, I think you're, you're doing the voters a favor uh, by removing him.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't think there's going to be a controversy that's real serious about this if they do that because it's pretty clear. I think he's acknowledged that a lot of what he said isn't true. He tried to, you know, characterize it as misstatements or something, but it's obviously when you're when you're concocting your entire resume, like everything, his family, his bank accounts, nothing was true. Um, nothing is true. Yeah, there's nothing I mean, true. That, he's got to go.
4: He's got to go. And when you with the the part that you added, innocent tell guilty. The thing is, because everything he says is a lie, we already know that the money that that he's going to be found guilty from using using the um, the money that he from, from the pot, the election money. He's going to be found guilty for using that for personal use. Probably will. But
2: that's that's the part where just in our system, you have to treat him, even though you think he's guilty. I think he's guilty. I think everybody thinks he's guilty. You have to give him that this day in court, like we say. Right. Uh, Because maybe something's going to maybe something's going to come up in court that we didn't know about. You know, maybe uh, it was somebody else who took that money and he didn't know about it. They They did it under his name. right? Things things come up. But I think from the standpoint of of ethics. Right. In in Congress, can he knowing that he has these violations? Can a person continue in that job representing people when they don't represent themselves truthfully at all?
4: Yeah. And, and it's not like some of the stuff he said was wrong. Everything. You know,
2: everything he said. You was you was said. And, you know, in, in getting and I appreciate your call, Rick, on that. And getting to that, you know, what comes up, I think, in our minds a lot is that, well, there's a whole bunch of other people who lie about a lot of stuff or involved in, in much worse, like Gates talking about Menendez, who is accused of very serious crimes now he was accused of this before and he got acquitted somehow he's accused again but what he's accused of is pretty bad but from the credibility standpoint it's pretty hard if you are and this is and getting us back to the idea of taking the log out of your own eye a real point i'm trying to make here is that this is going to go better because it's republicans policing republicans i don't know if that's the best term to use uh, yesterday's Schumer speech was better because it was Democrats speaking out against actions of other Democrats. Right. So if the Republicans right now want to kick out a Democrat, some of them want to kick out uh, uh, Congressman Bauman. He's the guy who pulled the fire alarm and probably clearly to disrupt Congress. I think that's probably you know, the video of that. Obviously, it was not a mistake. Uh, and he got off pretty easily from the courts. There's a there's an issue there. But how can the Republicans even suggest that if they don't kick Santos out, right? it's It is something that I think the principle of taking the log out of your own eye so that you can see clearly enough to take the speck out of someone else's, that principle works. That is a principle even in our own life. And that, you know, it's not just a clever thing that Jesus had to say. It is a principle that I think when you look at those things that Jesus tells us are – are so, imp- are just true. It's just the way it works. And if you want to see an improvement um, with our culture um, or even in your own life with things, your own disagreements with your boss or with your spouse or with your kids or other stuff, when you take the log out of your own eye, you acknowledge the things that you did wrong or might have done wrong, or it makes that conversation so much more productive towards reconciliation. And It puts you in a position where if you really have to call somebody out on something, that when they try to push it back on you and say, yeah, well, you, if you can say, I've already admitted to that, I've already dealt with that, it puts you in a much better position. And I think that's true even corporately in this sense. Uh, Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. Ted in in, uh, City of Angels. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
5: And City of Angels. That's what Los Angeles means in Spanish, Ted. Uh, Pastor Scott, I you know I just can't get away from you guys, and you know I have to uh, respond. To uh, I love David; he's very knowledgeable. But to call somebody knowledgeable who lies and who lied to get him his degree—my father called them these people with their shammy degrees. Well, I'm not sure come, who
2: are we talking about. So, so uh, he called. Uh, he uh, said,
5: back. "Go ahead." I'm sorry. I'm
2: sure I'm not following you with the, who he was talking uh, well, about because he was talking about you're George, you're George Sant- Santos.
5: Santos, uh, I mean, you know, uh, David said he went to Harvard and all this. No, he, well, I mean, uh, Schumer,
2: Chuck Schumer. He said Chuck Schumer went oh, to Harvard.
5: Okay, well, irregardless of who it is, uh, who's the one that's doing all the lying, is what we're talking about.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, Santos is the liar that we're talking about at the at the moment. Okay. I know there are many.
5: Right. Well, I mean, you know, when it comes to a degree, if it's just a shammy degree, if, if, if you're lying, no matter who it is, it's just a shammy degree because who lied to get you to the, the degree to begin with? It doesn't mean anything.
2: You
4: yeah, know, but
5: you father,
2: can't. To- you can't run for office and say you graduated from New York University if you didn't, and you can't say that your mom died because of complications from nine eleven if that didn't happen, and you can't say you're a Holocaust survivor if you're not, and you can't. That's there's so many things that it's it's right. There's nothing there that that works for George Santos.
5: Absolutely including even if he had a degree it doesn't mean anything once you lie what what's credible in this world yeah, nothing
2: it's a big problem all right ted thanks for calling the pastor scott show 8885282557 Here's a question for you. Would you take advice from a AI machine, an artificial intelligence uh, person? Would you take advice about health, about nutrition, about something that you might purchase? Would you take advice from AI? We'll talk about that as the Thursday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. You can follow me right now on social media at Pastor Scott Show, Facebook, X, and Instagram.
1: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at Pastor Scott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Hey, everybody,
2: welcome back, Pastor
1: Scott Show. You
2: know what's back? Music. The McRib sandwich is back. Do you like the McRib?s I like the McRibs. Uh, Christie is not a fan. I'm a fan of uh, the McRib. It is. It is back, and I'm thinking about it for uh, another reason. I'll tell you in a little bit. Um, I got. Here's a question for you, though. You may or may not like the McRib. Who do you take advice for? You know what the McRib is? It's the McDonald's you know sandwich that is. Uh, rib meat all pressed together to look like ribs and they slather it with barbecue sauce and uh, put it on a bun and it's, uh, I'm sorry, but it's fantastic. <laughs> it's terrible for you probably, but it's great. Would you take advice from, the, from you know, who do you take advice for? Nutrition on uh, products to make? Here's a guy named Drew Ortiz. I'm going to tell you about Drew. Uh, Drew does product reviews professionally for Sports Illustrated on sports equipment. Here's his bio. You ever read people's bios? I get, you know, people we interview and stuff, sometimes they'll send along a bio. Sometimes they make me laugh, the stuff that gets included in those things. This is Drew's bio on uh, Sports Illustrated website. Uh, Drew likes to say that he grew up in the wild, which is partially true. He grew up in the farmhouse surrounded by woods, fields and a creek. Drew has spent much of his life outdoors and is excited to guide you through his never-ending list of the best products to keep you from falling through to the perils of nature. Nowadays there is rarely a weekend who goes that goes by where Drew isn't out camping, hiking or just back on his parents farm. And that's a nice thing for somebody that you might want to take advice for for outdoor Uh, Hiking equipment and camping equipment and sporting equipment for outdoor things, right? You might want to take Drew's advice for him, and it's Sports Illustrated, right? You, you probably want to take this. Now, something got reported by Future Futurism magazine this week. They got caught because there's a picture of Drew here on the Sports Illustrated website, and somebody at Futurism magazine. I don't know anything about that uh, magazine. Uh, they said they noticed that the picture of him is the same face that you can buy on a popular uh, artificial intelligence website. And it turns out that the person who likes to go camping and hiking and do everything on his parents' farm and who grew up in the wild and grew up on his farmhouse surrounded by woods and fields and everything is not a real person. What's wrong with that? Well – He's not a real person, and he's giving you advice on what to buy. It's artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence.
4: AI is kind of a fancy thing. First of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence.
2: Yeah, artificial intelligence. Uh, And so people at Sports Illustrated, and not just this guy who's fake. They have a fake bio and everything for this guy. He's not the only one at uh, Sports Illustrated, and probably, you know, I don't mean to pick on uh, on Sports Illustrated, uh, there's probably other magazines doing this. How much advice would you take from somebody who is uh, not a real person? And the other person is giving nutritional. This is Sora Tanaka, And has her picture there. Sora has always been a fitness guru and loves to try different foods and drinks. She is fond of varying her workouts and believes everyone should participate in some sort of physical or mental activity at least three times per week. Mrs. Tanaka is thrilled to bring her fitness and nutritional expertise to the product reviews team at Sports Illustrated and promises to bring you nothing but the best of the best. She's fake. There is nothing real about her. She does not exist. The picture of her is fake. It's made up. The photo is not even a model, right? So it used to be that you could go to... In fact, a funny thing happened one time. We were at at the church I was at. They put a a website together, and it had these pictures of people like who supposedly went to the church, right? Well, whenever the uh, Billy Graham crusade came to town, the funny thing was is the same people that were on our church website were also on the Billy Graham brochure. And it turned out they had purchased the images of these models from a company that just distributes them out. So there's the same faces on different people, but those were real people that someone took a photograph of and they sold their image and that's how they make money um, for different things like that. These people, these photos aren't even real. So the person isn't real. The photo is not real. The, the bio is made up and the articles and the product reviews, including for health and fitness, the stories are not real. That is the world that we are living in now. So I have a question. You know, this is an implication for pastors, for, you know, if you're a pastor, would you go to a church where the pastor is AI? Would you vote for somebody where that person is artificial intelligence? Right now on one of the news websites, uh, Brazil has been caught because apparently they're writing legislation with artificial intelligence legislation. This is where the McRib comes into it. So I thought that's a great idea. So I went to a chat GPT where you can do the AI stuff. And I wanted them to pass a law. I said, write me a law that makes the McDonald's McRib the official meal at all U.S. state dinners. Can you imagine that? I think that's what it was during the Trump administration during all the shutdowns. He served everybody McDonald's, if you remember that, like for real. Um, And it took five seconds and it spat out the McRib Act of 2023, And it says, findings, findings and purpose, section two. It's all laid out there, ready for the president's signature and everything, that Congress finds that the McRib, a beloved uh, and iconic menu item from McDonald's, holds a special place in the hearts and appetites of the American people. B, purpose. The purpose of this act is to designate the McRib as the official meal served at all official United States state dinners, symbolizing the cultural significance and popularity of this culinary delight. It says culinary delight right there in the A.I., Um, Inclusion in state dinners. The McRib shall be designated as the official meal served at all official United States state dinners, replacing any previous menu items. Um, Coordination with caterers. The White House executive chef and catering staff shall coordinate with the McDonald's Corporation or its authorized representatives to ensure a sufficient supply of McRib sandwiches for state dinners. And uh, during the transition period, just skipping by because there's a whole lot of legalese in all of this. Um, during the transition period, the white house executive chef may work with McDonald's corporation to develop a special presentation and serving style for the McRib at state dinners. And there's a whole lot of other, uh, you know, legal gobbledygook, but it's in there and, uh, signed this effective date passed by the Congress date and signature of the president of the United States. Ready to go McRib. It's written right there. That's AI. Would you go to church with an AI pastor? uh who just puts together a sermon on ai would you uh, vote for somebody would you go to a doctor who's ai and gives you advice um, Just like that. Like, this is a pretty good bill. I suppose if this were for real, it could be passed. It wouldn't need any, you know, real amendments or anything. they just pass it, and suddenly, you know, the president of France is here, and he's having a McRib uh, with President Biden. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Rene in San Diego, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show.
6: Hi, Pastor Scott.
2: Hey, Renee, how are you?
6: Good, good, thank you. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Awesome. I just wanted to say that uh, your A.I. guy sounds a lot like uh, George Santos.
2: Well, George (laughs) Santos, you know, when A.I. goes wrong, you get all the stuff that George Santos said about himself.
6: He's a real person, but uh, in every other aspect, he's kind of like A.I. But, uh, you know, the thing that scares me about A.I., while you were just talking about it, is I was just I think about people I know who are seniors. And they've they've gotten into scams, and and I could just see mm. the future. AI people are going to be using that to get information about seniors that they will able to be uh, better fleece uh, seniors. And and I know people have lost just tens of thousands of dollars believing some scams. So, I, I mean, I just see that, um, you know. In the future, but yeah, anyway. you know
2: what? I think that's a good a good point. Is that the you don't know? Like people didn't know that Sports Illustrated, for example, was doing this. And obviously, it's not as big a deal as as scamming uh, old folks, but it was being presented by Sports Illustrated as uh, apparently as real people giving real advice about products. And the fact is, is that if it's all AI, then a real person isn't really involved. It's just scooping up information from other real people on the net and giving you a presentation, what if it's medical advice, what if it is, uh, you know, something a lot more serious, Um, or what if it is, and what if it's wrong? Who's checking to see if it's wrong? Uh,
6: Wouldn't it be be crazy if George Santos used AI to come up with his resume?
2: You know, he probably should have, because it would have been better, you know, interestingly (laughs) enough. Hey, uh, Renee, thank you for calling the uh, Pastor Scott Show. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. Of course, this is a, uh, uh, it's a real concern. The Vice President uh, Kamala, Kamala Harris was talking about this earlier uh, yesterday.
4: Do believe also that we should evaluate risk? There's a lot of discussion on AI that is about existential risks, and those are real, but one should also ask existential to whom So we have an an image of the Terminator and Arnold Schwarzenegger and the machine and right machine versus man. What's wrong with that? Many would argue that that is something that we should take seriously as a possibility. It is not a current threat.
2: See, but I think it's an eventual threat. Like most of them are saying that it is an eventual threat. And here you have another country who is writing laws with AI. I decided to, uh, when I first looked into this, I had it write me a sermon. And I said, uh, write me a sermon from uh, the book of First John. And you know what? It did really well. It was kind of boring and just sort of straightforward, you know, sort of outline kind of thing. But the most interesting thing, I think, about it is that the sermon was pretty good. It did make one error. The error was that it, I said, write a sermon about the book of First John. And it wrote a pretty good outline. But it took a verse out of the Gospel of John and inserted it as if it were part of first job. So it made a mistake. Uh, it made that kind of an error. Um, and that's, a, you know, in a sermon, somebody's going to, you know, figure that out. And that would be for pastors out there who would be tempted to use this, to write sermons or do other things. You got to keep in mind that it can it can be wrong. It can be totally wrong. Um, what do you think? Would you take advice? Is it worry you? Like Obviously, I think for medication or other stuff, but, you know, would you have it write your Bible studies? Would you have it do that? What do you think? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. 2557 is the number, and uh, you know it's going to be here. It's not something that's going to go away. Uh, AI. It's going to be a part of our life in uh, every way, um, and there are definitely some problems that you see with it, and we can't just ignore it. Uh, I think that we're already seeing. I think it's going to be an issue with. Uh, certain things in the in the politics this year and the scams that are possible, but it's also something that saves a lot of time that gets a lot of work done. Curious about that. This is the Pastor Scott Show. You can always get the podcast of our show by looking for the Pastor Scott Show, clicking subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me now on social media at Pastor Scott Show. We'll be right back.
1: You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at Pastor Scott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott Show, 888
2: 528 2557. 888 528 2557. We were talking about uh, artificial intelligence, AI. AI
4: is kind of a fancy thing. It's, first of all, it's two letters. It means artificial intelligence. That's
2: it. Artificial intelligence. And uh, one of our callers before, and I, you know, asked the question: Would you? Uh, do you think your pastor ought to use it? There's a lot of useful things. During the break, I thought: What would I? You know, what might this be useful for? That you know, I don't think is really cheating. And I would say, you know, speaking as a pastor or as a radio host, right, is. That you you can get canned stuff, right? It's it's not new. You can buy a bunch of stack of sermons or other things, and get them online that other people have written. The problem is there's no heart for your own church, right? It's that basic outline might be real helpful for you, but if you don't make it your own and tailor it towards where you think the Lord wants you to lead your church, then all you're doing is regurgitating information, and people might as well have an AI church. Uh, <clears throat> I don't think most pastors are doing that. Um, but I, I said, write me a order of service for a Christmas Eve service. And it did pretty good, you know. So uh, uh, I said, make sure everybody leaves and it's sort of festive. You, you want people to leave festive. We used to put a snow machine out on the uh, uh, porch of the church and uh, blow uh, those fake snow. It's only like 30 bucks and we, it would snow right there in uh, San Diego after church. Um, but one of our callers, by the way, the number is 888-528-2557 if you want to call in about the A.I., uh, issue. What do you think about it? A caller talked about the uh, the concern he had. I hadn't really thought about this, the concern about AI being used for grandparent scams. You know what those are? Um, and this time of year, especially for some reason, those are a big deal. It's called the grandma scam, it, but it can be grandparent or grandpa scam. There's different scams that people do. And what it is, is I shouldn't even tell you how to do it, but here's the thing that nobody is going to call you, even a family member and beg you to wire them some money. Okay, I had this happen to me one time, a friend who went to uh, or it wasn't a friend. It was it was fake. But somebody went to my Facebook account and they picked out a friend and then they they created an account like it was from that friend. And they started writing me online saying that he was in London and he had been mugged and he didn't have any money. And he wondered if I would send him some money. And the interesting thing is I went back and forth with this guy. I knew it was it couldn't be real. Um, you know, but at first you kind of wonder, but the, the next thing for me is that this guy wasn't really a close friend, you know, close enough somebody I knew somebody I might go to coffee with. Probably I would not be on his list to call if he had an emergency though. And, uh, so I went back and forth trying to pretend that I was buying it with this guy. And this guy had done so much research on my friend online, knew a lot about him. And I started to question him about whether or not you know, he's real. I wanted to see how far he would take this. And I asked him, I said, where did we meet? Right. Just to make sure he's real. And I'll tell you what, uh, it was close and it was a straight up guess. And then I broke character and I said, you know what? That's pretty good. You know, cause that's not how we met, but that was a pretty good guess. I said, does this ever work for you? And then he used a lot of profanity with me and, and gave up. Um, but the same thing happens on the phone, and if you 're listening and you 're older you know don 't think that you're not you know uh susceptible to this you You can be, but the the point is this is your bank will never call you and ask you for any personal information. you know why they already have it. Your bank already has your account number, they already have your social security number, they already have everything they need, so they don 't have to ask you for that they will never ever do that ever. Uh, no, And if a relative calls you and they're in Mexico and they're lost somewhere asking for money, uh, you need to question that. They will be okay long enough for you to question. But people get scammed by this all the time. So somebody asked in the last uh, caller in the last segment is, you know, has somebody used artificial intelligence to trick somebody in the grandparent scam? And I Googled it, and sure enough, uh, this has happened. I know people have lost tens of thousands of dollars to this. And, uh, and apparently this happened. They figured out who the grand- grandson was and they faked the voice. So it even sounded like the grandson. And, uh, this person lost $8,200 um, to somebody online who said, you know, they said things like this. They said, Hey, I'm embarrassed. I'm the grandkid. Don't tell mom. Um, you know, but I've been in an accident. I'm at the police station and I I'm so embarrassed. Would you help me? And they sort of lay that guilt trip. And then they say things like, don't tell anyone this happened for at least a couple of days. Uh, sometimes they bring in, in this case, they brought in another person on the call who was like an attorney uh, for this person saying things. You know I think that the the main point is is your grandkids are not going to do this to you. This isn't how this works. Um, and if you think it's real, then you go down there personally and you look at them face to face in actual person and do that. never give money to somebody who just calls you up. Um, but this happens all the time. There're scary things that happen all the time. I had a guy one time who was called me from across the country wanted to get married at uh, our church and i said okay and that happens sometimes you're coming to san diego and you're coming and you want uh, you know good location we we're near the beach a great a great wedding church we had a website for all of that and uh, but this guy was uh, pretty old and then he's marrying this young person who he met online and there was it was just obviously not real but he was convinced this person was robbing him uh, by saying she's paying for the wedding and she's setting things up. The reason he was calling me, probably because he had some suspicion, because he did ask some questions um, that were the type you ask if you're just verifying. And obviously no one had ever called me. There was no wedding on the books. And and uh, what she was doing was getting him to um, send her credit cards, the kind of the gift cards that you buy. And uh, so he was doing that. Well, it was a dude, and I called the uh, FBI actually about this. And I spoke with somebody at the FBI and he, who's dedicated to this kind of thing, and he said, actually, there's probably nothing we can even do because the person is probably not even in the United States, that obviously the person isn't this girl, and he said that the fastest way to get money out of the country is to do that. And uh, this poor guy lost – it was an unbelievable amount of money. And uh, I got him to talk with his kids, and they kind of got involved, and I, they eventually convinced him that he's not getting married anytime soon. But they took advantage of his loneliness, and they took advantage of his um, maleness and uh, other things that were a part of all that, because they were sending him some pictures, you know, and stuff. And uh, you know, we got to be careful out there. This is another reason, by the way, to connect with people as best you can in church. And if you're older and it's hard to get around, you know, find some kind of community, even where you're at. And, you know, run thing if something just sounds funny, especially this time of year, it's okay to ask questions. And it's okay to run it by your kids or your grandkids or other people and say, Hey, is this for real? And uh just as I read this story, I just thought, you know, this happens so often, I don't wanna I don't wanna push it off. And with the technologies the way they are, it probably sounds really scary. But you don't have to be scared if you just realize that no one's going to call you and ask for large sums of money. Your family's not doing that. You know, Maybe they do that all the time and you're sort of used to it. Maybe you should stop doing that as well. But there are ways to figure out if it's real, right? You can do it in person. You can – there are so many ways to do it. They're not going to have you wire money. You know, they're not going It's certainly not if it's out of the country and certainly not probably. There aren't, people just don't do it that way anymore. There are so many different things to do. You don't have to give that information out. They already know it. I got scammed once back in the day where there's calling cards. Remember the calling cards if – if uh, I don't know if you're uh, – Wilbur, did you ever have a calling card in your life where you go to a pay phone and use this calling card to make a phone call? Uh, I've used one before. Have you? Yeah, so there used to be you know a card and you would punch in the number and it would charge your phone bill you know, for this call you're going to make. And those got scammed all the time. And uh, somebody called me at three o'clock in the morning and said, hey, your, your calling card is being used for fraudulent calls to uh, Kenya or something. Uh, we need you to just confirm the last three digits of the card. And I was groggy and everything. And I did it. I confirmed the last three digits. The problem is, is that the first nine digits were my phone number, which they already have. And I just gave them all but one digit. And it took 10 tries is all for them to get the actual number. And so like an hour later, I got a call from the real phone company saying, uh, hey, there's a whole bunch of calls going out on your card to uh, Kenya or someplace. And I said, well, that's not me. But somebody just called me like an hour ago. And they said, no, no, the person who called you an hour ago is the fraud person. Oh, I totally fell for that and uh, i'm not telling you this to give you some ideas by the way of uh, how to commit uh, you know fraud and it is super illegal federal offense prison all of that and uh, if you do live here you get caught there's too much electronics today but uh, you know if this scares you out there don't be afraid just be smart your bank already has your information they don't need to ask you for anything your family is not going to call with some crazy story and you have the the right to say, you know what, I'll come down there and see you in person, or you have the right to hang up and call back. Um, and you know, that isn't in itself enough, but, but don't fall for those kinds of things. It is, um, and don't think it won't happen to you. Like I said, it happened to me three in the morning. I was tired and, uh, I was young and this shouldn't have happened, but uh, they got me. Uh, and it was like $1,500 worth of phone calls. There used to be something, uh, called long distance calls back in the day I'm really dating my it's not that old it was like in the 90s right but uh you didn't have free long distance you you had to pay by the minute it was expensive and if you called another country i think maybe you still have some charges for that anyway um the ai thing my thought about it is uh, be careful with it it's part of the world today we have to get ready for it but uh, um just it's going to increase the number of scams uh that you normally have and pastors out there or bible teachers Uh, I think there's some great use for it uh, in uh, helping you write some things and and church documents and bulletins and things like that. And maybe it should be used for that. It's uh, incredibly productive. Um, It's one one of the reasons that um, these uh, Hollywood strikes that we've had with the writers and with the actors is AI. AI is the reason because they can just create your image. And they can write entire TV shows and other stuff right there on the AI, uh, in minutes rather than weeks. And rather than a, paying a bunch of writers in a room, they can just have one guy at a keyboard uh, write it up. Anyway, uh, be careful with that. That's the, that's, that is for real. Everybody, tomorrow on the Pastor Scott Show, we will have open line Friday. You can call up about anything you want. We always look forward to that. And uh, tomorrow is finally December 1st, which I think means we can head to the Christmas music, right? I feel like we are allowed at that point to do uh, Christmas music and get into the spirit of all of that. If you're looking for the podcast of our show, it's the Pastor Scott Show. Look for the podcast, click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and uh, post that online, send it to your friends. We appreciate your subscriptions there. And you can follow me on social media, Facebook X and Instagram at Pastor Scott Show. Give me a follow right now at Pastor Scott Show. Everybody, thanks for listening today. I'll be back tomorrow with Open Line Friday from three to five. Everybody have a blessed night drive safely. We will see you tomorrow.
0: Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency. Knew all the government's